part two of the holiday special. This is Six Pack Lapidat. Last time we had on Andy Wang, we had on John Hack, and we were focusing on the untested division in terms of, you know, it was the theme, it was a Christmas theme, but we were focusing on tested. This one will be the IPF. I got my boys from the IPF. Um, Rory Lynch, Bill McCarthy, and Arian Messi Kamesi. And uh, these guys, they know this stuff when it comes to the IPF. They've done all the research, and we, we break it in a look back at 2020. Um, I mean, <laughs> we're real close to putting this behind us, but it isn't all bad. It ain't all bad. And at the end of this episode, uh, we also break into some games and have a little bit of fun with it. But, uh, yeah, we got ourselves a naughty list. We got ourselves a wish list. And we got some Christmas gifts that we would give to the powerlifting community. So uh, enjoy it. Whatever you celebrate over these holidays, whatever denominations, whatever you believe in, you know, happy holidays from us. Thank you for tuning in and continuously tuning in. And guess what? Guess what your boy got for Christmas? For himself, but also a gift for all the listeners. I got a microphone. We dropped it. We dropped some coin and got ourselves a microphone. I got a few days off, obviously. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to hook this bad boy up, figure out how to use it. So you will have improved audio uh, starting uh, as soon as possible, man. I just got to sort this out. So with no further ado, here is part two of the KOTL Christmas Special. That uh, Bill getting warmed up to uh, go to war. Bam, I can't even, I, guess. I shit you not, I can't even fucking pronounce this beer. I was drinking beers with my brother on the weekend and he left them behind. It's Polish. How's your Polish? Wait. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> Where's that check? It's Vesbeki. Vesbeki. Everybody got a cocktail in hand or what? It's the holidays, fellas. Yeah. Go, Bill? What are you drinking, Aria? What is that? Vodka's all I got. Fucking, dude, I was about to joke. I thought it was, I shit you know, I thought it was water from a cup. If you drink vodka like that, you are a goddamn alpha male, sir. Well, I mean, we got a couple hours, right? So I'll just. Can I say something? Can I say something? My estrogen just went up watching that. Holy fuck, are you a man? You came on this clean shaven and you have a beard. Three, three <laughs> sips later. That's how much of a goddamn man you are. Look at you. Holy <laughs> shit, that's impressive. Is this going to be your intro for your episode you're going to post on Instagram? This is the intro to our Christmas special. <laughs> Holiday special. Whatever, whatever anyone celebrates over these holidays. I know there's a few. Uh, how you doing, Rory? It's been a hot minute, kind sir. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's... Uh... Christmas Eve and it's stinking hot. Um, so 
Is it? Yeah, I guess uh, Christmas, because you guys have summertime. It's reversed, right? This is like holidays are in the summertime for you. It's like fucking bizarre. Yeah, right? longest day of the year was, was yesterday. It was late till like 9.30 p.m. Yeah, it's freaking right. wild to me. It's, it's, it, do you guys, does your Santa look the same on like packages and everything? Because it takes place in the summertime? <laughs> yeah, or sometimes they replace them with like a, like a black singlet and like uh, gumboots instead of the, the full red suit. <laughs> excellent, fellas, excellent. And how are you guys doing tonight? We, we're, we're free tonight, right? That's why we're all drinking? Yeah. Yeah, man. As long as my kids don't wake up, we're good. That's right, man. The only other Excellent thing I have to do today is uh, poach all of Bill's clients. So Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah how many you got so far? When Bill goes to sleep, you stay awake. <laughs> that, that time zone change is favorable for you, right? Yeah. Bill goes to sleep. He's got the kids. You're like, sleep tight, young prince. Tuck your kids <laughs> in. Sleeping, Rory's hustling. The, the irony is he's putting his kids to sleep. You're taking fucking food out of his kid's mouth. You know, right? <laughs> At the exact same time. It is what it is. Guilty, it's just a game. It's nothing personal. It's just a game. It is what it is. <laughs> um, let's, I want to start off. What are your guys' uh, favorite holidays or Christmas movie? doesn't have to be Christmas. Let's do holidays as well. And I say any damn holiday. Let's include Halloween fucking whatever holidays whatever religious holidays someone might recognize or whatever let's hear oh i mean by far then if it's any holiday it's the leprechaun movies (laughs) i mean i mean growing up those were like amazing like when leprechaun went to space like leprechaun in las vegas are you kidding me like come on like it doesn't get much better than that but as far as holiday movies i mean home alone's amazing um i mean you know when I talk about like Die Hard, like the 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 non-holiday holiday movies, like yeah, Lethal yeah, Weapon, yeah. Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, like those type of movies. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, what's the one? The uh, the Year Without a Santa Claus with the heat miser and the the cold miser. You ever, that one, like the claymation one. I mean, it's from like the seventies or whatever. That, yeah, that, okay, then I did. Yeah, I, it, I know the claymation one from way the shit back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's been on the TV like a kabillion times. Yeah. You know, I got a recent one. I posted this on King of List. Somebody told me, and I don't know if this qualifies. I haven't seen it in like ever. Rocky Four. Does that happen over the holidays? I know it's in the snow, but I it's think Russia. Might... It's Russia, so it could be like you know, any time of year for God's sake. It depends where it is. Yeah, if it's like just outside of the freaking gulag. Um, but I, I think they celebrate Christmas in one of the Rockies, and that's all you need is one Christmas scene. And you're like, boom, that's it. It's a fucking <laughs> Christmas movie. That's how people operate. Yeah, because at one point, then Polly takes the turkey and throws it outside. He's all drunk and stuff like that. That's that's Rocky one, right? So then, it, so then it kind of keeps going towards Christmas, doesn't it? Because like obviously the fight wasn't like that that day, but I don't know. Can't remember yeah, if that was. I can't remember if the turkey was for Thanksgiving or if it was if that was Christmas. Rocky four is Christmas. Rocky one might be Thanksgiving, but can I say Actually, something? Yeah, because because Polly because instead of ho ho ho, Polly says yo 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 at one point. I do remember that. So yeah, so. I think you're right. It definitely is, you know, Christmas related somewhere along the line. Well, let me say something. Then that takes my pick because I absolutely freaking adore Rocky. <laughs> How about you, fellas? What do you, what do you say, Arian? I mean, uh, Bill names some good ones. I mean, overall, maybe uh, Home Alone is one of the best ones I liked as a kid because it's more like, you know, uh, funny and stuff like that. For, for scary, I actually kind of like uh, Child's Play because it's more of like, you know, the, the, yeah, it's like a little toy doll that you would have as a kid and you like, like it scares you at night. 
And then um, I also like uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, damn, that's good. You, I, yes, you, thank you. Consider that one. You know what? That's that's one of the weakest holidays, but one of the better holiday movies. Scrooge, incidentally, with also Bill Murray. My man can belt off some holiday flicks. Scrooge, Scrooge should be mentioned, um, or Scrooged, with a yeah, is what it's called. Yeah, should be mentioned. But dude, yeah, but talk about the who the fuck has ever said Groundhog Day is my favorite holiday? That is the weakest <laughs> goddamn holiday. There, that's the bench press of holidays. Am I right, fellas? People that live in Pennsylvania love that holiday. Apparently. Is that right? Well, that's oh, where Punxsutawney is, right? So the, the groundhog lives in Pennsylvania. Okay, gotcha, so that's gotcha. The, yeah. No shit. I mean, it's a solid movie. That's a that's yeah. a fucking classic. No, I guess I mean, Rory, I'm guessing like down there, do they celebrate like the day Frodo destroyed the ring? Is that a big holiday for you guys? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, was, hang on a second. Hang, hang on a second. I don't want to tread on, on your religion down there, but that was actually, that's you guys believe in that though, right? That's historically correct as far as you guys are concerned. Is that right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> that's um, a biopic? That's a oh, definitely. Like the number of people walking around with uh, like one ring tattoos. That's right. Okay. And I don't want to get canceled. I'm respecting your culture, sir. I'm, I'm behind that. That's good. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a haven. So. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's a movie that pops out? Rory, we already said one. We already taken one of yours. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, best That's best holiday right. movie. I would say it's a it's a Christmas movie. Maybe it's a Halloween movie. Not really sure, but uh, definitely counts. You want to hear something? So the last this is the IPF Christmas uh, special, and the last one I I did the untested with uh, John Hack, Annie Wang, and John Hack said uh, I think he threw out Nightmare Before Christmas, and we were kind of debating for a hot second: is that a Christmas movie or hot or Halloween movie? Or can you use both. And then I was like, when is the release date? Because that's when you're really going to know. And it was <laughs> it was released leading up to Halloween. Oh, okay. All right. But well, that, we, but... we said any holiday. We, so that counts. That still holds. We said any holiday. My man, look, my man said fucking Groundhog, Groundhog Day, for God's sake. Man, if, if that holds, if that weak-ass holiday holds, then we are <laughs> recognizing damn near anything. I guess the one we didn't mention, though, I mean, obviously with being powerlifting involved is Jingle All the Way with Schwarzenegger. It has oh, to be thrown out there for had sure. Had to be said. Had to be said. What the hell I mean, is it's the not, it's not. It's not fantastic, but it needs to no. be said. I mean, listen, you put Arnold in a holiday movie. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> it. Um, thank you. I'm glad you threw that out there. How could we bl blasphemous on on... You know, over Christmas, the holidays, and not have mentioned Arnie when he's got a, a flick out there. If you do a freaking a Christmas movie, it, if you, I've said this last episode, if you log on for royalties, you're going to fucking cash in because those things get played like crazy every single year. Everybody's ever, if you ever do a Christmas movie, there's some Christmas movies that are like 45 years old and still kick. Everyone knows that one where the kid with the BB gun and you'll shoot your eye out. Does okay. everyone know that? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Christmas story. Yeah, Christmas That's story. It. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know what? The silence there is like, are these fucking guys no selling me or they actually don't know it? I don't know. Sometimes... Yeah, so, like, so, so that's a movie here in the States where they play it for 24 hours straight on Christmas Eve. Are you serious? Yeah, so like one of the stations, TBS or TNT, whatever, will play it literally 24 hours straight on Christmas Eve. You know, every, you know, two hour blocks. So they'll play 12 hours straight or 12 times in a row until, the, uh, until Christmas hits. No shit. Is that the only movie they can afford? Like, why? Why would you do that? Budgets. They the rights to it. It's like so old. There's no rights. It's like it's entered the free uh, copyright era after 50 years. Like fucking play the hell out of it. It's all we got. It's all we got. 
But I mean, with, with services now, do, do people watch TV, TV for shit like that? There's so many services now. I mean, I don't have TV. I just have, you know, the streaming yeah. services, whatever. So, I mean. I mean, older people probably do. Like you? I was going to say, well, Bill, I'm like a year older than you, dog. We're like of three course. days apart, uh, but you, yeah. you'll hold on to it. You know? <laughs> I was going to say the two Masters lifters know all these uh, holiday whoa, movies whoa, from whoa, decades whoa. and decades ago. Whoa. Come on, what, what's, what's today? I got like eight days, bro. Come <laughs> He's on, got bro. eight days got before eight days. turning master. What, how old are you guys? How old are you, Aaron? How old are you, Rory? I'm 32. I'm 26. Wow, we got a good little age gap, don't we? We were covering our bases with this one. Yeah. Nicely done, fellas. So this one for the Christmas slash holiday one, uh, special episode, we're going to do Naughty List. We're going to do a wish list and we'll do a grateful list because whatever, you got to give thanks. It wasn't looking. We almost got 2020 behind us. We are right there, but it wasn't all bad. There were some bright moments that happened, not just in powerlifting, but period. It wasn't all bad. It was some stressful shit. This was a wild year, um, but wasn't all bad. So we'll take a little look back and uh, where do you guys want to start with? Do you guys want to start with the naughty list? Do you want to? I think we start with the good. Yeah. And work our way to the bad. Let's ease into like. it. Let's ease our way in. Look at the gentleman yeah. over here in the top left. I am. Ease his way into it. Okay. I see you, sir. <laughs> the guy sipping fucking vodka like it's a guy. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. I thought you were coming in hot. Okay. We'll ease into it, love. Okay, fellas. It wouldn't be the holidays if we didn't give out some gifts. So we're going to roll around the circle and hand out some gifts to the powerlifting community. Who wants to go first on this? I'll go first. So the first one I want to give out, so that, you know, 2020 is ending, 2021 starting up. The 72 class is going to be no longer existent. So I'm going to give the gift of the official first ever actual GOAT in powerlifting award goes to Kimberly Walford being the undefeated 72 champ forever retired retired weight class done and done so when you talk 72 kilo classic lifters she is the undisputed goat now done and done never beaten head to head yeah yeah put your finger down never beaten head to head that's it it is a she is local meets don't matter she is the go. Yeah. That's a good she one. Have, I wasn't she expecting does, that. Doesn't have the world record total, doesn't have the world record squat, doesn't have the world record bench press, but she does have the world record for she won every fucking meet. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, and obviously she goes undefeated. And she, it's it's rare, it's crazy that she's won every single US Raw Nationals and Worlds. Undefeated. Local meet, Arnold. World she's never lost record. a local meet either, eh? No. I, I mean, think the last time she didn't win a meet was 2002. She came second, um, and it was like her second ever meet or something. And it was equipped. And it was equipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> what can 18, we do? years ago. What can we do to get that expunged from the records? Is there something we could do? <laughs> because this has to go like Rocky Margiano unblemished. <laughs> Rock Marciano. Rock Marciano. But um, that's 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 a good. That's a nice. Yeah, I mean, she is the undisputable goal. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, uh, before she won the 2019 72 kilo class, 
I was close with the Jen Thompson because I was really like that 2018 comeback in her forties, mid forties, it was a career ending injury, came back to a bunch of lions in the 63 kilo class. And that year it happened to be the 63 kilo class that was super stacked. And, um, you know, for her to come back, it was like a Disney movie in her forties when the doctor's like, you're never going to squat again. And then she ends up winning the world championships freaking, I was like, I was still thinking Jen, but I was, um, or sorry, so just, I was remember, Kimberly, so, but. just remember Kimberly beat Jennifer head to head. Yeah. At, at 63 kilos yeah. for a, I guess, world cup championship. And, and that's the tipper for me was in their head to head. And and that year though, it's easy to get nostalgic when Kimberly wasn't there. Jen was there. The story was so good. With, oh yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. So it was easy to feel that, but, um, yeah, it's got to be Kimberly. Even, even yeah. I don't think there's a single powerlifter period in the IPF with an with a record that's that unblemished at the upper levels. That's just for sure. But regardless, just just in, I'm just talking like that way class. Yeah, it, it starts and ends with that name, Kimberly Walford. Done. How unique all- is that? Yeah. Hmm. Pretty crazy. All right, Aaron. Um, what I, you got? I don't one quick one quick question because that's, okay, yeah, so, yeah. that's such a phenomenal. Um, I just want to, who has the, uh, the highest total in that weight class though? If we're looking back, the weight class is over. We can never go back. Who the, the world highest? record? No, just the highest total ever. I can't remember. Oh, Cause who Anna does... Castellane has the world record total. Yeah. But who had the highest total ever? I can't, uh, it, because the, it's, the class is gone. We're looking back at it fondly. I can't remember who got the highest total ever. Someone will come. If anyone's listening, hit me up in the DMs and remind me. But that's probably mentioned. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, I guess, possibly. But I'm not I sure. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, so I won't butcher it. Oh, okay. All right. Gentlemen over here sipping straight vodka. Um, did you guys get another beer on our break there or what? There we go, fellas. I knew you wouldn't let me down. That, that's definitely an interesting one, Bill. I'll, I'll go to my gift, and it's kind of like a – you know, you give like three small gifts as a, a package deal to Ryan or someone like that. And so my, my three small gifts is, is basically eliminating things to make things more competitive. Like we were talking about how the raw with wraps may make that dilute things. And it's eliminating the, the basically eliminating the 43 and 53 sub junior and junior weight classes and making the 47 and 52s the bottom end. And then for the open, you basically start at 57 and 66. So basically, you're forcing everyone to go up a weight class, put on more muscle, get get into bigger groups, and make more competitive. Since there's so many few lifters in those weight classes, and then within USAPL, it's just getting rid of some age divisions that we don't follow the IPF age categories. And it always confuses people, like, oh, you're Team One national champ, but you don't get to go to Worlds. And then you have like you know a Team One, Team Two, Team Three, and Junior uh, national champ. So it basically dilutes it. So I would get rid of Team One, Team Two, Team Three, make it Sub Junior, Junior. And I'd also get rid of our masters 1A and 1B. We have the five-year age groups and just go to the IPF 10-year age groups. Put everyone together. Let's make it more competitive. And then, you know, if you win nationals, you're the one who gets to go to world. I think I speak for Rory as well and the rest of the world. (laughs) You fucking Americans. Where do you get off? It's not enough that you have in pounds, but you have your own little (laughs) rule sets, your own age categories, your own now divisions, like what raw with raps. What is going on here? Hey, Rory, quick question. Rory, do you guys follow the, um, for juniors and sub juniors, do you follow the IPF age ages or the, uh, or do you do birthdays? Do you do birth years or birthdays? 
but but yes, uh, we follow yeah. the IPF IPF rules. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, smart. Yeah. Okay. We, we don't. We don't. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> Too easy. We do whatever we want over here. When I have like juniors on, and I'm like, "Are you are you junior next year?" And he's like, "For me or for the rest of the world?" They're like, are for for like locally or I'm like, I don't know. Right. I, you know, it's a, it's a different conversation. But um, good call, sir. What do you have for a gift there, Rory? Uh, if I could give a gift to the powerlifting community, I would want to see the uh, World Powerlifting in New Zealand and New Zealand Powerlifting Federation in particular, but sort of World Powerlifting generally as well. I don't want to see the tribes reunited. Like, it's it's an unfortunate dispute that's caused this sort of fracturing, uh, but ultimately we all want to see uh, the strongest uh, drug-tested powerlifters in the world come together and and like we hold the same values. We, we're competitive in the same ways. And I would I think it would be better for everyone if... Uh, we could reconcile those differences and come back together. 100% dude. Um, look at, we've, we've talked about this in the last episode, but we could talk, spit on it a little bit again. I am against whenever it comes down to like diluting our sport. I, I remember, and, and you know, a lot of you fellows were around as well, just 10 years ago, how much fewer lifters was. And when there's fewer lifters, when you show up to a competition, and there's no actual like reason to be excited. Most of, if you're top end, you could be lifting unopposed. Even if it's nationals, you might go to worlds. And even now, today, we have world championships where certain weight classes, most people are runaway favorites. You don't want that in sport. Listen to me. Hockey, which is a much bigger sport for the women, might get excluded for the Olympics because it's not competitive enough. Certain nations, US and Canada, just run over people and they're like, it's not entertaining enough because it's not competitive worldwide. So the IOC is like, we might take it off if it's not competitive enough. You need, sport is all about competition. People get wrapped up in terms of breaking records. So you got raw with wraps and great. Some guys and girls, some guys and women are going to go in there and break records, but it's going nowhere. It's diluting already a sport and we don't have enough people. People tune in not to watch somebody, how far you could throw a football. I threw 50 yards. Can you throw I threw it seven yards. And they used to do an exhibition like that. They want to see you play a game. Let's rock and roll. Okay. I don't want to see you shoot hoops and do a slam dunk contest. I want to see a freaking play basketball and that's how you're going to get the ratings. So yeah, watering it down. It'd be amazing if, um, you know, the politics and in the Pacific region gets shoved aside and everybody amalgamates under one banner. So you have nothing but the strongest. Um, I think for a gift, I would say for, for myself, I know what the Arnold um, the IPF records were pulled and I don't know if it's coming back, but I do feel like in, I know in, in Oceania, they have the invitational, it is an international competition and you can break records. And there is something there that makes it more meaningful. I know I just was saying, look at, it's not all about records, but it does mean something to have them anyways. And it doesn't look as good when you have national records that are higher than the world record. And if you have the judging to do it, and you have the judges, the international judges, put it on and it'll actually bring in some international competition when it's an international event. We've seen like New Zealand's own Brett Gibbs show up to these competitions before at the Arnold Classic. It helps more further legitimize it. Mr. Delift himself showed up for the Delift competition from Poland uh, versus Becky. Sorry if I'm butchering his name, but you know, it makes it more international. Every single continent has an international competition on their continent, part of the scheduling, if you can't go to the worlds for whatever reason, you have that competition. 
Um, and it'd be nice if the Arnold was one of it because the Arnold is such a big event. So if they could keep it international, it's a nice thing for Canada. It's a nice thing for U.S. and international lifters can come take in the Arnold, which is a, a phenomenal festival in and of itself. So they're not just flying in for that, but also powerlift at a world-class level. So if I could do something, and that really hurt when I found out they were pulling the, the world records. And I think if they could bring it back, it's going to help legitimize it a little bit. So that would be my gift gentlemen i got another one actually um all honestly i wish so all of the obviously worlds was canceled in 2020 all of them right all of them were canceled and there's a lot of people that were on those teams that were juniors or masters or even open or whatever that age out or just might not ever make a team again that could have been their first and only chance like i just wish you could be like you know, I wish you could experience this the way that, you know, we've all experienced being at these meets, you know, obviously, you know, Rory and uh, Ryan have competed at them, but like, you know, Aaron, and I just coached, but like, you know, these people that, you know, earn the right to be there and then just have it taken away because of, you know, this pandemic, or whatever, but like, I just feel bad. And I wish I could gift them that experience somehow, some way, especially if they're never going to be able to make it back there again. Thanks. Okay, stand on that. Like there's there's people who were picked for Sheffield this year and it would have been the first and it would have been yeah, the yeah. right. thing. And there's people who may never get an opportunity to get picked for something like that again. And like giving those people that opportunity back, like that would be that would be really cool. Yeah, as right. Well. Exactly. Yeah, Sheffield too for sure. But at least I mean, yes, I mean that's an amazing thing. But that's also like you're talking about the elite of the elite are going to Sheffield also. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. When you have, you know, there's yes. Yeah, but yeah they've, they've already been they've already been to worlds and stuff versus like you know these sub juniors and juniors it would have been like you know the first time going to world they got the team jack and everything like that and it's like no we're not going and now you aged out we're not giving you that year of eligibility and so and, you're done and robert keller's calling you saying give me back your fucking jacket yeah. you don't deserve to wear it <laughs> <laughs> he's telling some I, some 18 year old kid i want my fucking I want that u.s jacket back don't let me see you on social media wearing that jacket because you were never actually a team member I think we know a few other people who have jackets who probably shouldn't, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> got jackets. Well, there's some jackets floating out there. I mean, I, I, I went missing a jacket in Canada, and I'm not really sure where that thing is, for God's sakes. Man, oh, my, wow. My red USA jacket. Oh, I mean, wow. Could be floating around Europe. Could be floating around California. I have no idea, man, where that thing is. So, Funny how those things happen, fellas. Well said. Nice, nice uh, Christmas gift lit wish list, fellas. Thank you very much. So naughty Rory, list then. I'll keep it as a seventy fours. All right. My naughty list would be oh. um, the villain, Ricky Cho, who probably takes pride on entering on a naughty list. Um, and it, the back and forth of Taylor Atwood. Taylor got upset. My man threw the block on him, the block hammer. So that's deaded as far as that goes. But uh, Ricky was definitely going in. And um, I think it got under Taylor's skin. Now, I don't know where it's rested at now, if they ended up piecing up or if they're just still not talking. But it puts Cho on the naughty list. And my man uh, missed weight. And I was looking forward to him lifting. And uh, that'll keep him on the naughty list because – you know, you're going to come at, you're going to come at the King. You better not miss. I wasn't expecting him, you know, after Taylor hit eight twelve, and he was lifting after Taylor. It's like, fuck man, nobody ever has done eight twelve, obviously. And uh, besting eight twelve would be a big ask for anybody, but Taylor, but 
show up and put something together. Um, I mean, he had a, he had a terrible weight cut and went into detail, but uh, I believe that would kick off my naughty list for taking shots at the King and, and missing on uh, miss, literally missing weight as it were. Fair shot for sure. How about just any gym in the world that doesn't require masks at it? Like, how is that not on everyone's naughty list right now? Like, how is that even a thing anymore in this, especially in America? I know you guys aren't in America, you know, but like, how, how do you have a gym right now where like everyone's just like, just wear your fucking mask so we can try to possibly stop this a little bit. And you're just like, cool, let's not do that. Actually, we're going to have a gym that requires you not to wear a mask while you're at it. Like, that's, that's number one for me, for sure. For sure. I mean, Rory's coming from a country that doesn't wear masks because they don't have to. There's no goddamn cases over there. Like, yeah, they're doing something, right? Yeah, we got to, where I'm at, it's a, you have to wear, you have to wear a mask unless you're at your station. They have stations and you're not, you don't have to wear a mask while at your station lifting. And then when you leave your station, you have to wear a mask and you have to wipe it down yourself before Mm -hmm. and after use. So it's not. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the science, but no, it's supposed to be within your station. Like the, it's worked out six feet. So yeah. no, it's supposed to be, uh, but uh, yeah, in cases are all different where I'm at. Uh, it's not Canada doesn't quite have, it, it's, it depends on the region too. How prominent yeah, of course. is it? So, uh, but how are you guys, Rory? Where are you at? We have no community cases. Um, we haven't had for, for, I don't know, like a, a month or two now, we had a little outbreak um, maybe three months ago. Um, what was your like outbreak, our, by the way? Real quick, what the outbreak, your little outbreak was how many? Like 50 or 60 people. Like it was right, like, okay. like a, like a yeah. single cluster. Um, <laughs> that, but they couldn't trace where it started from, um, which was the like the real concerning thing about it. Um, it was yeah. just like one person seemed to spontaneously get COVID. Um, you know, they haven't been in contact with the ports, haven't been in contact with anyone who's been overseas. Um, so like, how did they get it? Nobody knows. Um, but yeah, so for like three weeks then and about five weeks uh, sort of earlier in the year with our first outbreak our gyms were completely closed like no no gyms were open at all um but now we're and for a while we had to be you know separated uh clean down equipment there was a limit on the number of people who were allowed in the gym um but now we're sort of normal who who you got on your naughty list love i've also got cho um not for not <laughs> for missing weight not for missing weight uh for not showing up to try to make weight um, like that's way worse right like plenty of people try to make weight and they're like oh, I don't think I'm going to get there but at least I'm going to show up and I'm going to give it a shot um, and it's I'm, from memory he was like at what was it, like a kilo over an hour and a half out and he just decided not even to try um, and I think I, if you're going to talk shit about how you're going to total 800 and beat Atwood like you have to at least show up and weigh in for the event I thought he yeah I'm not sure the details I think he, he I think right up into he wasn't going to make it though. So he was going to show up standing in line to not make it, but I don't know if I can, it depends. I know we tried I, he, cause he was there. He like traveled and, and was in a hotel and everything. So it wasn't I like I, he, I don't, think he left I don't believe he traveled. He lives there. He lives there. So Does he? I don't, I don't believe he traveled. I thought he was in a hotel. Man. All right. I don't have the story. Unless he there. moved away from Virginia. I mean, but the meat was in Virginia. Um, so unless he moved from there. Um, but yeah, regardless, he might've been in a hotel. Maybe he was staying at a hotel closer to the venue so he could have an easier cut, whatever. But yeah. It is what it is. What do you say, Darian? Are we all just going to kick Joe while he missed weight or what's going on here? Tell me you got someone else. <laughs> I, I, was, 
Part, part of my picks, I was trying to pick things that maybe uh, Bill and Roy wouldn't pick. So I, I went with the theme of some cheats. And so one of them, even though the failure was in 2019, the suspension didn't happen until this year is Amandus Palakis. So however you say his last name, he failed in 2017, came back, failed again. And his suspension started in 2020. He's got an eight-year suspension now. So Amandus I put him on my... failed again? Yeah. Yeah, they went back and they tested or something like that. And then so they retroactively bumped up like Tony Cliff or something like that based on like Mohamed Boafia and Amanda's failing from previous years and all that stuff like that. So I put him on my naughty list. And then also recently they had an update on the whole Russian doping scandal and all that stuff like that. So again, that was something that happened previously, but now they've kind of like agreed with the courts and stuff and they're going to have their two year suspension. So none of them can represent Russian, everything like that. They're not supposed to be holding any championships. We'll see how it affects the IPF of worlds and all that kind of stuff. But I guess you can put the whole, Russian doping organization, anyone who's part of that, all those people that are all in on it and spending all this money just for some Olympic gold medals and stuff like that, you got to put them on the naughty list this year. Hardcore and Nadia. So what competition was this? Refresh my memory because um, in all terms of, of them. The, for, no, for, for Amanda's. That, yeah, that all Tony of them. Got, <laughs> that, that Tony got. <laughs> no. But that Tony got bumped up in particular. Which year oh, was that? So they, if you go back and look, they've adjusted a, a few of his meets. Like I just pulled it up right now to look. So they adjusted like the European bench press championship, the, the equipped open world championship, and then also the European classic championship. Those are three of the meets he did this year, last year that they disqualified him because they went back and, and uh, saw that the failure was before those events. So they basically uh, went back and changed those. But I, I, I think what was the, I think it was the open worlds is that Tony Cliff competed at in Dubai. And he went from bronze to a gold then? No, he went, he bombed out of that. Okay. What's the one that you said? Did you, I'm sorry. I thought there was a competition. Oh, you said Belarus, he bumped up Yeah, spots. wasn't it Belarus? Didn't Belarus, he went from fourth place now to silver. Oh, from 2017 failure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, sorry. The first failure, 2017 <laughs> one in Belarus is the one that bumped him up. Yeah, so he ended up fourth in that. It was Dennis, Boafia, um, Amandus, and then gotcha. Tony. And then Tony now bumped up to silver. Can you imagine being off podium? Like, God damn it. If only I had a, you know, missed, I missed a couple I wish I had. And then as time goes, your rankings just continue to improve. And you're like, well, the, <laughs> well you've, you've heard the story about, Wei, was it Wei, Weilin Chang? How yeah. she ended up get, winning a gold medal in the Olympics after Tell not even. It. Yeah, she got fourth place in the Olympics in what was it, 2012? I think 2012 or something. Yeah. Yeah, she ended up fourth place, and now she's the gold medalist because the three in front of her failed years later. In how many years later do you know? I think she ended up. It was 2008. Yeah. Jesus, what? Oh, it was 2008 Olympics, so it was like 10 years later. Yeah, and she originally got the bronze medal, and then she was later given gold after the two above her failed. Yeah. That's insane. You know, I've seen memes where people are like, can't wait to watch the Olympics and find out who wins in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got another one for the, for the naughty list. I, um, yeah. I'm not going not gonna to name him because he doesn't need the attention, but a New Zealand powerlifter just failed a drug test from uh, June and uh, tried to fight it, tried to prove that it was contaminated sups, couldn't prove it, and uh, has completely disappeared from social media, which is uh, like uh, definitely a thing that innocent people do when they get caught doing something that they didn't do. <laughs> Did you um, post so, it to your Instagram? I did <laughs> post it to my Instagram. So yeah, that, that guy's on my naughty list. Oh, wow. How about to keep the same topic of tainted lifters and social media? 
how about Belkin posting some disgusting shit about females on the uh, King of the List King of the Lifts uh, page there? Comment uh, section. Yeah, we don't need to, you know, say, bring out what he did, but I mean, just to kind of show his true colors and like as great as a lifter as he is, you know, if he's not on the the naughty list or he might like that, who knows, for God's sakes. But, you know, <laughs> on the asshole list, how about that for sure? From, you know, just the comments that he's making, even if it is, you know, distorted English to Russian translation, regardless, you know, shouldn't have happened. You know, you'd really hope something better for these women out there, you know putting up big numbers and then guys like that just doing some bullshit yeah here's the thing and i i mean i don't want to get too i don't want to turn the christmas special into too much negative with the naughty list we're getting we we went from like that's why i wanted to finish with this (laughs) (laughs) we went from lighter like hey my man miss wade he'll bounce back it doesn't actually make cho a bad guy it's whatever shit happens to like how about this fucking guy (laughs) i mean if we keep going rory's gonna have a couple more drinks and say the kid's name that failed i i fucking know it if we don't move soon rory like you know what before we move on i'm gonna i'm airing this kid out this guy and this guy and that's right (laughs) but uh fair point fair point all around is there anyone else on the naughty list fellas let me check I got three pages worth. I mean, anybody else. <laughs> you took this. You're like, how long is the podcast? Is this, <laughs> is this a two-part of the naughty list? That's what this one's going to be called. Anybody else? No? Yeah, so basically, on the naughty I, list. Um, the other one I want to just add real quick is just the USAPL for adding this, you know, new MX division that they're just releasing, basically making it impossible for you know, transgender lifters and that kind of stuff to feel comfortable and or to actually compete in this division because of the drug testing protocol and that kind of stuff. If they would just use their brain and realize that they're basically, you know, separating people and making them separate and unequal for the most part and just follow the Olympic testing guidelines that can make this all, this whole problem that we're having I don't want to say go away, but it can make it actually work as a federation and be actually trendsetters and, you know, doing something right in the world for once, for God's sakes. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Speak on this for a second, because some people don't know. I had some people who were looking at, I posted, um, do you like the new MX division or not? And there was a lot of no's. And some people actually replied to that on the King Lift saying, I can't believe some people it's 2020 and some people are against trans athletes and they, and against the rights voting. No, but they don't, they're, they're just not seeing like what some of the issues might be. And if I'm honest, like I wouldn't know if I wasn't in your guys group chat and being told like, look at, look at it this way. And um, so maybe touch up on that. Cause some people just don't know what the issue might be. They think it's inclusive. Well, for sure, I'm definitely not the person to talk to about this. I'll give you a couple of quick points. Fair there. enough. You well, know, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to put you on the spot. No, that's fair. Saying, but like, sorry. Like, this, is a, this is another <laughs> podcast. You need to have people that actually right. know what they're talking about. Yeah. But for the most part is that when, you know, transgender people are taking hormone replacement therapy, they cannot get TUEs for that through the USAPL drug testing policy. Mm-hmm. And um, through the IOC drug testing policy, they can. That's one mm. of the major things. And also basically by having this third division of, you know, you know, gender fluid or whatever you want to call it, where there's, you know, anyone can be in it. You're basically now outing people that may not want to be outed as a transgender person. 
because you're saying, well, you have to be in this category, even though they identify as a male or a female. Gotcha. That's pretty much the two main, main issues. Um, but again, I implore you to, you know, have an actual podcast about this with the, you know, with JC or Brianna or any of the people that are actually at the forefront of this. And then, you know, maybe some of the USAPL people that have actually, you know, put this policy together and kind of, you know, get the real information from there. But that's just the, the quick, quick info that I have. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And that helps me because a lot of people didn't realize they're like, why would people possibly vote? No, they thought it was just out of bigotry when I was like, it's more right, complex right. than that, more complex than that. But uh, yeah, cool. That's a good naughty list one. How'd you guys feel about um, the raw with wraps? For me, let, let me, let me say something. <clears throat> I don't want too many freaking divisions. I remember like when there's too many divisions, I know bo I'm, I'm a boxing fan, too many titles and the, the depth of competition gets watered down. I look over at the untested division and it's too many different competitions, too many different federations. If you want a record, you could go somewhere to get the record and you it starts spreading out. I know right now it's just the division where oh, you can slip there for records, but if it grows and gets a little more substantial and you start having nationals or regionals, et cetera, we're just watering it down where it's, we're not big enough. We're not there yet. We're not football. We're not hockey. We don't have that depth. We're just now getting some of the freak athletes and seeing some really cool numbers happen. Let's not spread what we got out further. Let's just, let's, let's keep it tight. I didn't think it's necessary. If you're banged up and you want to throw a rap song, we do have an equipped. If you want to go raw, we got raw, but I, I don't, I don't think we need that. What are your guys thoughts? I, I have to agree with you. Like it's just, it's further fracturing of a, like an already relatively small sport. Um, like, like you said, if you want to, if you want to compete with wraps on just to see what you can squat with wraps on, then jump in an equipped division or uh, just do it in training and then, and then compete raw if that's, if that's where you want to go. Um, like I'm sure that there's some people who will want to compete with wraps on, but it's not like there's not opportunities to do that currently. Right. Yeah, from what I from what I hear, and and I actually didn't know about the that division. I knew about the other divisions were coming. I didn't know about this one until they send it to all the state chairs. So it really surprised me that they were going for it. What I heard is is to compete with USPA since USPA has the raw with sleeves, raw with wraps, single ply, and multiply, and they also have drug tests not and untested, so they can reach a bigger population. So this is USAPL bringing in the raw wraps to maybe grab some of that population because USPA is growing growing very fast in the US. But I guess if you can look at it, maybe maybe you can throw it into the wish list category. Is what you can hope for with the raw with the raw wraps division is what happened with some of these other divisions. Like the IPF used to not have a classic worlds, but it started growing in these other countries, USA and other places, and they tested out the classic cup and it worked out and then they developed it. Same thing with the raw bench. Was this something that introduced recently with the world? And same thing with the university world. We used to have collegiate nationals here in the US for decades and decades. But then basically you either go to sub-junior junior worlds or you're done. Now they have the university worlds that they're developing and they're also part of a, a university uh, organization or sports organization. They're going to be growing that. So best case scenario, you're hoping that, okay, you maybe you get a raw with wraps worlds. You can somehow fit in the schedule and you have enough of a population to go to it. But yeah, it's possible that, you know, it's just going to be a few people maybe chasing some records and maybe transition into equipped or maybe just bounce between raw and raw with wraps. Or you just have some people who would come in fourth and they go over there because it's diluted. Now the world champions and like things start, we just start spreading out a little bit. Uh, this is, you know what? I just started thinking here because we're just kind of 
instead of a naughty list, we're kind of just airing grievances. That's Festivus. Still works. It, it, Still works. So guess what? Today is Festivus, my friend. Oh, damn. <laughs> so there, really, there we go. All right. So there we are, fellas. Um, anything else on there? Should we go on to our wish list? Yeah, that's going to go with that. List. All right. Talking about the wish list, this is where I have two notes with Michael C. One for this episode, next for the next episode, looking back at 2020 and ahead of 2021. This is the, so when I started reading it, I'm like, I'll start with Michael C. This is what I was supposed to say last time is my wish list is for Michael C to get his 800 uh, to continue on and, and fulfill the potential that we all saw in him in 2019. So that's high on my wish list because I think my man is definitely capable. Um, another one is a showdown that I am getting more and more hype for the more now I see Rondell Hunt posting. Because for a hot minute, my man was silent. And Rondell Hunt, he's taking 365 kilo, 805 pounds for triples and deadlifts. You know, he's double, he's, he's, he's squatting his bench. I mean, the guy had a 250 kilo, 550 pound bench press. Just an absolute phenomenal lifter is squat way deep. I'm, I'm throwing a number out there. It's around 745 for reps here at the double or triple. It's phenomenal numbers he's posting up. And obviously, I don't need to tell you about Ashton Ruska. And it's 950 kilo total. Just bonkers what he did this year. I, my wish list, we have a couple moving pieces here because Ashton needs to win nationals and fulfill his potential in the big game. He's done it before. I think he could do it again, but on the flip side, he's a serviceman and um, he's a member of the military and it doesn't always work out for him to go to worlds. He's got some moving pieces there more than just powerlifting, which I respect. And then on the flip side, Rondell Hunt, uh, the federation he's in had some some kind of political issues. I remember talking about them previously, but they didn't end up sending their national team to Worlds. And I don't know if that's been remedied. So for my Christmas wish, please, Santa Claus, grant me this Titanic 105 showdown, let alone the other 105s are going to show up. It's absolutely freaking bonkers. I've made a post about it. We all know about it. Your boy, Jake, as well. And there's plenty of quality 105s. But those two individuals, please let those two. If those two, I swear, there's very few times two guys rumble at Worlds and I'm, I'm seriously, flip a coin, I'm not sure who's going to win. That very rarely. Brett and uh, Hack and Brett and Orhi, those situations, yes. But very few does it happen like that. So it'd be, that's high on my wish list. And uh, what do you fellas got? Who wants to go next? We'll go with Bill. Oh, oh sorry. I'll, let's go with Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to jump in only because I'm picking back off of what you said. And Come I'm on. surprised. I surprised you went there because you're dropping 74 names left and right already. I was like, let's go to Don't the 105s. You. What I had on my wish list is the same thing you said is, is for those that don't know, Trinidad and Tobago have some inner organization uh, issues with their leadership. They have basically two groups fighting over the leadership. And so the IPF is not accepting any nominations from them because which group do you accept it from? And so that's why Rondell can't go. So my wish list is for them to figure it out, see who's going to be running the organization because it's hurting the lifters right now and it's hurting us not being able to see Rondell. And so my thing is the same thing. You're going to have this great 105 battle at nationals for USAPL. And it's possible we get two 105s on the team for Worlds. It's happened before. So you might be able to then see a rematch there at Worlds with Rondell and, and these other 105s there and see a, a really great battle. Can I say something, Canada? 
we'll accept Rondell Hunt if this continues. <laughs> you know, and I'm not doing this for us. I'm doing it for the sport. God bless. I just want to throw this out there. Let me talk to our president and accept Rondell. We'll do the paperwork and push it through, just like we fucking did with all of our athletes. I was going to say, all the, all the sprinters, right? You bring all the, the sprinters. Dude, they're all Jamaican. They all come up from Jamaica, got thick accents, and that's it. You can maybe have uh, Rondell and uh, and your president on the podcast and just like, you know, the face-to-face, do the signature, everything right here. <laughs> that's right. It's a moment. They signed the papers. Imagine it was that easy. He's got a deadlift. That's all he needs. <laughs> I mean, mine's basically just like, let's have some meets this year. Like, can we have some high profile meets? You know, we, you, you know, the Arnold, you know, U.S. Nationals, European, um, you know, meets, World Championship meets, NAPF meets, you know, Oceanic meets, you know, whatever, man. Just can we have some high profile meets instead of watching training videos constantly? <laughs> Um, my friend, because you know people's living rooms are getting pretty old, pretty fast. I'm not going to say, <laughs> you know, how hard it is to keep doing training videos that lead to nowhere where there, nobody's peaking for showdowns. I don't have discussions like that on the podcast. No, like it's tough, man. Yep. It's tough going. I know we're as a sport, we're losing momentum. What, do, <laughs> what, what are you thinking, Rory? Uh, I've got a, got a little bit of a wish list, but the first thing that I had on it was actually for uh, Weiling Chen to make a comeback. I remember watching yeah. the, was it the 2013 World Games where she had to work out, walk out that four times bodyweight squat like four times before she got given the start command. You know, there's like two seconds on the clock and she's just like, you know, cool and composed. And then the squat is shaking like a leaf. And then the squat was easy. And like, I remember watching that and just being absolutely blown away by like the the composure and the sportsmanship that she was showing. Um, and I'd really like to see her make a comeback. I don't think she's competed since about 2015, 2016, but I, I think that would be great. How old is she? Sure. Old. <laughs> I don't easy, know. Like, easy, easy, son. She looks like she <laughs> might be uh, about 38, it looks like. She's she a did. kid. She's a kid. It, Watch it. Watch it was it. actually it was actually in USA in 2016 when she had that walkout because it was in Orlando. And then she did the World Games in Poland in 2017. And that's the last time. I don't know if she's training or not. I don't know what's, I know she had a lot of like, you know, knee issues and stuff like that from weightlifting and powerlifting. I mean, powerlifting was her B sport, right? Like her main thing was, was always weightlifting. But, but the, but the thing is she always like, maybe it's that weightlifting training mentality. She bought the powerlifting plus maybe some of the new powerlifting stylists. She was training all the time. Like I remember seeing her at worlds in 2015 in Finland, she competed. And the next day she was in a warm room doing RDLs with Crocs on like in the morning. So she was already getting, she's already getting her next training session in. That's crazy. Damn, man. That's how, that's how you end up winning worlds and powerlifting and Olympic gold medal. Uh, <laughs> freaking monster. Uh, what do you got, Arian? Well, I told you to train down to Vega. I don't know if oh, that's right. Sorry, Bill. Bill's next. Did you go too? Yeah, I mean, pretty much, like I said, just like just having you know high profile meets is my biggest. Okay, wish, okay. Right? I mean, showdowns or not, I don't care. I just want to be able to watch different meets on my uh, my you know TV and YouTube besides the ones I've been watching for the last nine months. You know that already happened before I know the results of. For God's sakes. I guess if you want another one for for the wish list, Ryan, this might be something a lot to wish for. Is I hope that Classic Worlds gets moved out of Belarus with everything going on with their civil war and everything like that. I think a lot of people don't want to go there. And I also don't want to make the decision whether I should go there as the coach or if I say I should say I'm not going, which then means they may not send any lifters if Bill and I are not going and there's no team coaches. 
Oh, all of a sudden he's not going out. I just got promoted. I, that's all I heard. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's all I heard. Have fun. <laughs> it's like, is that how you think it works? Okay. And, and that affects, you know, a lot of countries might not send lifters or they might not send some sub juniors, juniors, as you mentioned with Ashton, with being in the military, maybe they won't want to send them there. So it's a lot of issues there and it doesn't seem like it's going to get solved anytime soon. So maybe they'll move it. Yeah, maybe. And with, COVID, who the frick knows, man? Like like Bill said, just having competitions enough, but then where is going to be an issue as well? If some certain places have done a better job with COVID than others or certain teams can or can't go, who the right, And the reason knows? they're doing better is because they're not letting people from other countries in, so therefore right. we can't go there anyway. Right. Well, that's the catch-22, right? It's like, we, need, we need Fight Island. Yes. Fight oh, no. Island. You, see, you see they have Strongman Island now? No, they're doing, they're doing the same island, but they're doing strongman competitions there now. Strength Island or something like that. That is yeah. absolutely amazing. That I would like to go there. Or what if we went to like somewhere like Iceland and everyone just got tested when they come in and they seem to be doing a great job there. And I wouldn't mind going there. Or New Zealand. Or New they Zealand, won't let us man. in. That's no, true. Spend two weeks in quarantine. You're welcome to come visit. Tell <laughs> you. And then two weeks when you get back, that's a month of quarantine just for. And then two weeks when you're there, that's a bit of a commitment. A little bit. Thank you, but no, thank you. All right, let's move it on then. The Grateful Four, and in terms of my Grateful Four list, it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. I have never been more grateful. I have never been more excited to watch a freaking mock me. Never, <laughs> okay? And I can, I like, never before do we see mock meat streamed and taken with such credibility. And all of a sudden, people are like, you know what? Like, initially you you see it all the time you see it on instagram and king lifts i repost it all the time yeah mock me whatever it is it is you're testing your max, max singles but now it got to the point where certain gyms were like hosting it as close as possible to the field where the banners are up you have your judges you had your like times and, and lights like they got they took mock meets to another level i'll, I'll give them that the streams were as good as any local stream you're gonna see and all of a sudden it's like okay i'm I'm actually a little jazzed up for a mock me because Lord knows we don't have much else. So I'm grateful that at least we had a few mock meets here and there, whatever competitions did run, even though we didn't have big competitions, we did have big performances, singularity, singularly, even if the lifters for all intents and purposes were lifting unopposed, uh, their top flight, their world-class, the opposition was not. So they're basically just going to put on a clinic, but some of them put on a damn good clinic. Um, so I was happy with that and uh, never more grateful for these local meets and these mock meets. All of a sudden they blew up and, you know, all these local meet directors are like, holy shit, I got like some big name stars showing up at my competition. They never would have ordinarily. Um, so very much grateful for that. Who, who wants to go next? Bit of a funny one, but I'm I'm grateful that the uh, New Zealand Powerlifting Federation elected not to send a team to Classic Worlds this year. I mean, the event ended up being cancelled, but uh, we decided not to send a team a long time before that. And the reason that I'm grateful is sort of as Arian said before, I was I was named as the head coach, and then I would have been in this position where it's like you know, athletes want to go, they they want to be able to test themselves, and then like, do I go? Do I put myself at risk? Do I potentially become a transmission vector for this virus and potentially put other people at risk on my way back? Or do I let these athletes go uh, without any support network uh, in this country where nobody speaks English, nobody speaks Russian, like it's like it's Belarusian or nothing? Um, 
there's like it's not a particularly friendly place to go you know what i mean um and like let them do that by themselves and then go to this international meet without any support and that's like quite a hard position to be to be put into and so i'm thankful that that didn't end up having to be a thing that we had to contend with um and i think canceling canceling the event was was the right decision at the time that would have been your first as a head coach for a national team as well which is tough man. yeah that's right In zero points of- for new zealand when rory's the head coach you see that it's a real, yeah, bad start. real bad start <laughs> he's also undefeated as a head coach that's the flip side though so it's also true it's also true currently that's right it's all hope all hopeful um <laughs> talking about belarus being like uh unfriendly in terms of like you know the culture shock because it's all it's belarusian in terms of reading labels reading science talking to people I, I've said the story before. I was cutting weight. I was lifting and freaking thought I was buying water with uh, minerals in it because I seen like minerals and aqua or something on there. Didn't realize I was almost going to buy and chug pool cleaner. Um, <laughs> and I would have been, I would have went out like a rock star in a hotel bathroom. All right. <laughs> Only my story would have been as cool as, as the, the, a rock star. That's That would have been when the story ended. Um, so someone in line, as I was waiting in line and, and people like, when you don't speak the language, you don't feel right to approach people because it's awkward. So I just like a guy was behind me and I was going to go through and buy it. And I'm like, Hey man, do you speak English? And he's like, huh? English. And he's like, eh. And I was like, I asked him aqua. And he's like, pool cleaner. <laughs> I like how you speak Spanish to the guys from Belarus, by the way. I go, cerveza. So he's like, first off, you know, look, I wasn't popular when you're talking Spanish to Belarusians. Okay, they didn't take it as well as I would have liked. I didn't fit in like a glove, all right? Oh, jeez. Stuck out like a fool. Uh. But uh, but anyways, like the gentleman saved my, my life. So thank you, whoever the hell he was. But yeah. Yeah, going without a coach, man. It, it was some of these junior lifters or, as it were, master lifters. Uh, who wants yeah, to go? Yeah, yeah mine's, just go? More per- mine's more personal. Just like, you know, thanks to my wife for giving me half the garage so I can put a home gym in there and, you know, actually train during this last, you know, shit now, nine months, whatever. Um, so. That's a little bit for her, too, though. Oh, come yeah, on. yeah, she's definitely in there for she sure. Wants, I mean, no, no, I mean, I mean, she wants you a little jacked up. Too, yeah, though. you know. Come you know, on, she's not fighting to keep you out of the gym. She's like, <laughs> okay, get buff. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, I mean, like, just being able to, you know, have my clients do virtual sessions with them, that kind of stuff, like, it's just been really a lifesaver, too. And just, you know, being stuck in the house for 10 months is like, you know, with, with two little kids running around all day long, you know, being able to get out there and just stress releases is... is been fantastic so i'm very very grateful for that for sure i uh incidentally was in on one of those virtual s- sessions out of nowhere we were doing yeah. a chat we were doing reverse curls while That's we right. were talking <laughs> and you were like hey man you fucking called me no well, what you want right? i'm not gonna stop my bicep session because you gave me a ring i was like fair enough that's fair enough fair play a virtual bicep session what you got arian uh, my first one was just gonna say the uh, my job is uh, the online powerlifting coaching. That's my main job. Is just like in general, I never liked a fan of you know like dressing up in a suit, like driving an hour and rush hour to go to work, and then like you know have to go to stupid meetings and all the stuff like that. And it also just set up well for this. Like like Bill says, being stuck at home for ten months, or whatever. 
that's what my normal time is when I'm not on meet. I'm always in my room. I can just answer all my clients in there, do all my programming, do whatever post I want, talk with you guys and all stuff like that. So I was already like prepared for like this. This is what I normally do. And so like from that, you know, from March to October of not going to any meets was just like normal for me. I just put out a lot more content and everything like that. Obviously, some of the clients dropped because they didn't have access to the gym. But those that had home gyms like Bill and stuff like that, they're able to stick around. So I can also like spend more time with them and respond to them faster and like that. So, well, um, give me an honest answer here. What's your longest stretch of not wearing pants? <laughs> give me a number. It's double digits. I know it's double digits. Don't listen. Don't, don't listen. I, I'm in I'm in Miami, so we don't wear pants. We just that's always fair. wear shorts. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> But so I, I thought that was going to be uh, your mama joke, but you know. <laughs> but 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 Rory's the one who likes to like you know train the public with minimum amount of clothing on. Oh wow, Rory, the little tart. No shirt, little... no shoes, no problem. That's right. That's that's Rory. You know, things are a little backwards down there, right? Listen, that's Easy a different virtual session. I've been in on a couple of, of Rory's virtual sessions as well, incidentally, and he's not lying. He's not on his OnlyFans or on his only. You catch a quick pump and it's uh, it's it's worth every penny. <laughs> now, while I while I did keep my my clothes on, Ryan, but for anyone who's seen my posts and my videos, I basically grew my beard out for pretty much the entire time, seven months plus. It was already going before that, and because I wasn't going out, it's not like I had to shower every day. So I mean, oh it, Jesus, <laughs> what? A couple of times a week is all you need. Oh, man. I feel like I can smell you from here, Arian. <laughs> I just showered earlier. Okay, we're back to normal. Was it? It was a seven months you didn't cut your beard. Is that the streak? Yeah. Plus, I mean, I, I never had it completely shaved beforehand, so you know, it was already growing out for a couple months. But yeah, if you go look at the 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 videos from my YouTube channel, stuff like that, you'll see how long it is. Things got wily. Whatever gets people talking, man. Whatever gets the hits going and the kids commenting in the comment section. Exactly. Like, you all right, man? Everything fine over there? Like, like, can we donate? Can we donate some money? Run it through some numbers. I got some crazy ideas. And listen, you're gonna love this video. And people are like, his video start off with powerlifting. We went down a whole different rabbit hole of conspiracies and aliens, man. Aliens. Just I, I was telling people, Ryan, I was doing my part. Okay, I was staying home. I was not doing non-essentials like getting a haircut or okay, trimming my beard. Fair. Like a true patriot. No, I don't know. I'm with you, man. You did, you did, you did your job. <laughs> I got a couple quick questions for you, fellas, just for just for funsies, okay? For it's a it's a holiday special. We're all having a couple beers, so let's have some fun. From each of you, I would like to know. Choose from powerlifting, a person you would want as a cellmate. If you were in an American prison, not one of the not one of the New Zealand prisons, not in a Canadian prison, okay? We're talking Rikers Island. <laughs> talking Rikers Island. Tell me an IPF. I'll go first. An huh. IPF lifter, if you can only choose one as your cellmate. Now, initially, here's what one of my thoughts were: get yourself a 59 kilo kid. All right. Yeah. That's more currency than cigarettes. I'm sorry to be crude, but it's true. All right. Sorry to be crude, fellas. Sorry to be on the nose. Merry Christmas. But wow. I speak the truth. That's what I thought. That's my first knee jerk. Wow. But Bill, I pulled back from it. Bill, hang on a second. I, I didn't. I pulled back from that idea. That's just where I went. I'm a survivor, baby. Don't judge me. And instead, I went the opposite way. And I went with muscle. And I'm going to nominate, I would take Tony Cliff. My man, 
I feel like he's a big strapping young lad. Not not overly big that that he's going to take up too much of the cell. Okay, I don't want a 400-pound man with me in there. Where Okay, it's a little much. But Tony Cliff, okay, he's a big enough guy that he can intimidate most, handle himself in a scrape. And, uh, and he's a bit, he could, he, he could be a goon if he's got to, um, and he's a family man. So he's got, he's got a reason to get home. You don't want some guy wiling out, losing himself in there. He's not going to go too crazy. He's not breaking out the ship for no reason. He's going to be a little reserved. Tony Cliff. That's who I'm going to be in prison with as my cellmate. Who wants not to go bad. There? It's not bad. I was kind of thinking the, I mean, I was thinking the 59 kilo also just for the fact of like, they're just smaller, take up less room. So you have just more room to yourself. And, um, and yeah, but I mean, I, but now it's that a 10 year say, it's a 10 year But now that you made it weird, I'm going to go against that thought, obviously. There's <laughs> nothing um, weird about it. Hey, Bill, it's fine. It's 10 year sentence. You're away from your wife. She'll understand. Bill, you're, you're a man. Um, you, gotta do, you gotta do what you can do. So, so, so I'm going to go around the same thought with you. Um, it would be between two, I guess, two guys and that big Kristoff dude from the Netherlands. Oh, um, oh, just because he's just massive. He's, he's like seven massive, foot five. Yeah, massive dude, right? But honestly, probably um, I would go with Steve Ringroot, just because he's funny as hell. He's gonna keep you, you know, entertained for a long time. Plus, you're gonna add the fact in he's a big boy. He's got the muscle yeah. and all that stuff. So you kind of you know mix it together. Um, I think that would be a good mixture of like entertainment slash like don't fuck with us kind of guy. You know? Solid. Yeah. Solid. Listen, Steve Ringroot in Sweden uh, dressed up for the banquet and was out drinking and having a good time. And I shit you not, every bar we went to, everybody just assumed he was one of the bouncers working. I mean, because he was dressed up to the oh, nines boy. and he'd look, he looked like every bounce. Whenever you see a movie that takes place in New York and they're like a high rolling barn, some massive ungodly <laughs> sized bouncer, that was right. Steve. That was Steve. If he ever wanted to do some background work, my man would get picked up in a hot minute. So good, <laughs> good, good. And he is a good guy. He's a funny guy and he could definitely, uh, good choice, my friend. How about, how about you, Rory? You got somebody in mind? I'm going to bring it a little little closer to home. And uh, I was actually thinking about saying Arian, but now that I learned that he only showers twice a week, um, <laughs> I, I, I might go with Bill. Um, like, get on well. If we're going to be here for 10 years, like, I think that's, that's important. Uh, you know, big enough to uh, handle himself. Uh, not so big that he's going to be, like, eyeing up the food on my plate as well. Um, and in our one hour a day in the yard, we can uh, hit some bench sessions. Okay, well, the good wow. news is we eat, we eat the opposite stuff too. So you take all the meat, I'll take all the veggies. We're good to go. So it's a good match that yeah, way easy. too. Great. There we go. The only the downside largest... to that, Rory, is he's always going to hold that story over you of putting that deadlift opener change in. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, lost us impact now. He's told it 45 times. <laughs> Before, yeah. You're in the cell in, in, within six months for like the 150th time he brings up the Orhe versus Brett Gibbs battle of 2019. You're like, holy fuck, this was a mistake. It's like what's that? What's the movie? Is like Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy, where they're in prison for like ever. It's like called Life or something like that. Yeah, it's right? called Life. So they're in there for like eighty years, and they're, they're telling the same. It's like basically as me and Rory are like, you remember that time in twenty eighteen? <laughs> <laughs> I feel remember Who that time. That I had to post all your clients. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be honest. A little hurtful. You didn't take me or Arian. I you thought Arian, and you didn't even mention me. Ah, wow. Well, okay. We'll we'll keep that in mind in the group chat. Who you <laughs> who you got, Arian? 
my my initial theory was like, what if I pick someone you know who is nice, not too talkative, that they're gonna annoy you and stuff like that. So I was thinking, oh, I would have Dave Ricks in there, super nice guy. I'll share your food with you. You know, he'll tell you stories about power and everything like that. But then you guys start talking about, oh, having some muscle in there. And I was like, oh, what kind of muscle can I have in there to protect me? So one of the names that came to my mind is Ryan Carrillo. He's helps the USA appeal with the marketing. And he's also a big bencher. He won junior bench worlds one time. And he may or may have not one time at a sports bar, a guy was picking on Gino, throwing the guy across the, uh, the restaurant and throwing the stool at him and they ran out of there. So I know he can protect me. <laughs> he, he may or may not have. He may or may have pick some drunk guy up and throw him. Listen, he may or may not have, I may or may not have watched him kill a man in that bar bathroom. Okay. And I just, it's been on my conscience and I'm just going to say this. The fans aren't listening to the podcast. I mean, he's a big dude. I don't know, maybe six, five, six, six. And he's like, you know, 160, 170 kilos. Look at you using kilos. So it's such a power lifter. Bless your heart, sir. Um, Here's the next question, fellas. You're a rapper. And you need to select a hype man a la Flavor Flav, not another rapper, but a hype man when you're on stage on tour. You got to pick somebody from the powerlifting community. Want me to go first? I'll go first to get the ball rolling. And I'll say it just before you guys take it from me. Joey Flex. You've seen anyone who saw, anyone who saw Russell Horry, he knows my man Flex is, is, is an, a hell of a hype man. He'll get the he'll dude. He was literally turned around, face the crowd, and started running and jumping and getting everybody hyped. And I'm taking Joey Flex on there. He also he listens to the music. He's hip with it. He's a cool dude. I'm taking Joey Flex on stage with me to rock the party. The rocks the bud. Who wants next? Hype man. Think of a hype man. Powerlifting has some hype mans. Think of MCs. Think of coaching or handlers you've seen that hype people up. I could think of a couple that we've seen in videos. One of them was in Sweden. Uh, I've, I know a couple, but we, there's some hype men and hype women. You can I mean, obviously, Gino's a, Gino's a good one, obviously. If you want to That's the name I thought you were going to drop. Um, what's that? Wait, no, wait, wait. I, I thought, don't I don't thought give Ryan, it away if it's yours, Arian. No, no. I thought I thought Ryan was going to drop Gino when he says, oh, I'm going to take this one before you guys do. Yeah. Then he dropped Drop Joey, which I mean, Joey's very good with. You know, he sees the white lights, it gets all hyped up and goes crazy. But he doesn't necessarily. I haven't seen him get hyped beforehand too much, and I've never seen him announce or anything like that. So my my pick was going to be someone who is an announcer. Uh, is my buddy David Garcia. If you watch him at any at the Arnold or any meets and stuff like that, he knows how to announce. He knows how to put on good music. He knows how to get the crowd hyped up. He's got his towel. He's swinging around, get everyone going crazy, and even after the calls. If you go look at, I think for Jesus Oliveira, you go see it. David Garcia is in the back going crazy. Dude, David Garcia. And he goes and yells at him for taking his mask off is what happened, actually. You can see that in the video. Yeah. And he's also a good PR guy, incidentally, for your rap duo. He'd be like, oh, <laughs> shit, son. Pull back a little. Um, yeah, he was actually in Sweden, and he was one of the highlights that I, I 
It went viral, not even just on powerlifting pages, where he went nuts for a lifter to get a deadlift. And they split the screen, and you never see this happen, where they show the deadlifter. And this deadlift was like 15, you could boil an egg as long as this deadlift was going on. It was going on forever. You could heat up a pizza, you could whatever. And they split the screen and showed my man on the side, Garcia on the side, whipping that towel around, which he's become like part of his trademark. And he was going nuts. And the higher the deadlift got up, the more amped up he got. And when you're like, this guy's got to be at a 10, he kept, he kept up in it and he's leaving his feet. It was phenomenal entertainment. Um, I thought about taking him, but I was going to leave. I, I wanted to take, take Joey off the top, but uh, so you got Gino bill because I'm going to be honest with you. Gino can rock the mic. No, I'm not going to take much. Gino. I'm just saying Gino's a good one. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm really trying to think here. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you a good story real quick. So yeah. two of my two of my lifters, so Jake Amendola and Jeff Cohen, right? So two big benchers. Um, they lifted at the Arnold two years ago um, in the, the well, they did the full meet the day before, then they did the bench only or something like that. And then um, they basically started drinking right afterwards, yeah. right? So one of my lifters, Tristan Naselrod, um, He's a, got the junior American record total at the 120s. He um, he was lifting in the afternoon session, and these guys came back and like they were deep, 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 deep into the afternoon. And I've never heard some of the hype stuff come out of people's mouths before. Then and Tristan was just like, you know, he's you know a 23 year old kid. Like he was like, yeah, this is great. You know, he had no idea these guys were pissed. Like. And, <laughs> I mean, I can't really say, you know, what they were saying. It's not nice stuff, you know, but like just they had me rolling, laughing and like, you know, everything was just, you know, fired up. It was just it was a it was a hilarious moment to be there when, you know, you see these two guys that you kind of love and all of a sudden they just show up half in the bag and just start screaming, yelling the backstage of the Arnold It was really, really, like, really good. Like it's a like it's a college football game all over again. Yeah, li literally. Yeah, yeah, literally. It was just, yeah, it was something <laughs> like they like were that. tailgating Some... in the parking lot. Right. Like, like it's like basically like Tristan was deadlifting at a frat party. Basically, oh. like that's what it's kind of <laughs> like going on. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Okay, so you take those fellas. Who are you thinking then, Rory? Because nobody's taking Gino. You take whoever the hell you want. But I'm surprised we're this late in the game and nobody grabbed Gino yet. Actually, taking a different commentator, I'm going to take uh, Keith Miller, who's the commentator who does a lot of the New Zealand meets, and he has like bottomless energy. Uh, you know, he, do you know back to back to back days? You know, twelve hours a day. Uh, gets knows how to get the crowd going. Knows how to pick the right music. Uh, he's funny as hell. Like great, great dude to have as a hype man. Done and done. All right, next question, fellas. You're in court. You're facing life. Okay, you, the previous scenario um, where you're in prison and had to check a cellmate, let's roll it back a minute. Let's roll it back a minute. You're not that far yet. Second chance. But you're going to face life. You have to choose someone in the powerlifting community to represent you as your lawyer. Okay? Who do you choose as your lawyer to represent you for the fight of your life. Choose wisely because I tell you what, your cellmate you wanted, he may or may not go to life as well. He's got a different lawyer, different case. So you Don't got count Ryan. on that. Don't count on that cushy cellmate. Who you got? You want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you give us eight seconds to think about this. <laughs> you got to go first. <laughs> He's been doing it for weeks. I've got two people, but I'm going to allow the one. I'm going to say the first one that you guys won't pick, and I'll leave the other guy out there for someone to possibly pick. I'll double back and grab him. Uh, just to leave him out there because I think he's a good one. But I'll take the one you guys wouldn't pick. Jeff Butt, Canadian national coach. My man fought so often with the jury table. He, he started walking up and the jury table, I see him was like, raise their hand, like, don't approach because we don't want to see you. We're, we're done here. It's all been said here. And he'd turn around and be like, all right, I fought too many times today. Shit you not. It happened again in Sweden, and it was a ripoff. And I was—I'm a commentator watching. I'm like, oh come on! But he's already fought too much. Je- I see the look on Jeff's face. He wants to fight. He wants to debate. He wants to argue. <laughs> he starts walking towards the table. The one guy raised his hand, and Jeff's like, "No, I'm coming." And he's like, "You're not waving me off this time." Went to the went to the table. Things got heated. His hands are going up. They're talking. Assistant coach comes over. Debate's happening. They get it overturned. The kid stayed in the hunt, ended up as a junior, ended up getting on the podium on some level, but he was facing, he would have been bombed out if this didn't happen. This was a very, it was something that Jeff couldn't let go. If he let it go, it was all or nothing for this kid. Metal or nothing. Um, So with that, if the man's going to debate, he knows when to walk away and be like, not this one. They're waving me off. Don't do it. All right, fine. I'm not going to. But he's also not afraid if he's walking towards you and he needs this to happen, you're like, I need you to fight for me or my day's over. And they're like, don't bother. I think it was high. And he's like, no, we're going to bother. He'll fucking go there. Jeff Butt, Canadian national team coach. Incidentally, a phenomenal handler. You fellas have probably done war with him over the years. Who wants to go next for your lawyer to fight for your life? I, I've got one. Um, right. The New Zealand women's bench press champion, uh, Amber Russell. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, for one thing, she actually is a lawyer. Um, and so if I'm having someone represent me in court, like that's a court, someone with a law degree, someone who's passed the bar, you know what I mean? Um, and she's an absolute fighter. She's going to work her ass off. There's this, uh, there's this video of her deadlifting at, at nationals. Um, and it looks like she's not really in a start position yet. And, but the bar starts coming up and it's like a 15 second grind. Um, and you can hear the commentator go, Oh no, she's definitely not got that. Oh no, it's still going. Oh no, it's still going. Um, so I would, I would want her on my side for uh, getting in the courtroom. Well, dude, you freaking obviously win this round, by the way. We should have went to you last. I mean, you got... <laughs> well, yeah, I would have claimed victory anyways, but now I can't. Put it that way. You, you, you took it out of, out of reach. Um, but well said, sir. She's scrappy. She's a lifter. And she's a freaking lawyer. So I guess so. Um, who wants to go next between Ari and Bill? Ari, you look confident in shit right now. What's going on? You look like a guy who knows he's about, he's in court. He just shot a police officer on video and he knows he's going to get off. What is with whoa, that? Whoa. Shots fired and he's about to get off. You, your, your trunk is full of co- cocaine. You got busted and you still think you're getting off. That's the smirk. That's how confident you look the, right the, now. The guy from Miami's got the trunk full of cocaine. Say, he is in Miami. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I took the, the, the Rory path. I was thinking of Halter, who's also a lawyer. So my, my first person I was thinking of was we have a USAPL EC member, Bettina, who's been around for decades, and, and she's been a lawyer for USAPL. But I said, let me switch it up. I'll go with someone I, I saw last week 
who is still uh, competing these days and is the Arkansas state chair. He's a prosecuting attorney as well, Jeff Phillips. And he's a national world champion and in the 66 kilo class. So he's like, you know, a, a shorter, skinny guy, stuff like that. And you might think, okay, this guy is not going to mess with me and stuff. And he's very calm, very nice. But if you do mess with him, it's kind of like one of those people that, you know, go from one extreme dealer and he'll, he'll scare the crap out of you. If you mess with him out of meat, he, he brings that intensity on the platform. I'm sure he does the same thing in the courtroom. Doug, Jeff Phillips, is it? Yeah. Sounds like a goddamn lawyer. Can I say something? Sounds like a, sounds like a law firm. All right. <laughs> that sounds like a solid choice is what that sounds like. Good for you. Well said. How about, how about you, Bill? Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, obviously they're picking, you know, actual lawyers, but in my brain, I'm thinking like, who's the smoothest talker in the IPF? Right. And I think it's got to be the voice of the IPF, the one and only six-pack Lapidap. Oh, wow. You know, like, listen, I listen, you might not get all the facts of the case right and all that stuff, have bias <laughs> towards one part or the other, but you're going to go in there confident. You're going to, you know, smooth it over with the judge and hopefully we come out with a good you know, outcome from the thing. <laughs> I knew this was going to have a, it was going to be a backhanded compliment, but I'm going to take it, sir. I knew, <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be all rosy, but I, you, you, I'm going to take it, sir. Bill, I don't know how well he'd defend you, but I, I think if the case was like, you know, the world versus the 74 kilo class, Ryan oh, would win that defense. To the death. <laughs> to the death, sir. You better believe it. <laughs> if I defend you like I defend some of my choices. Um, <laughs> someone I was going to say is uh, Sean Noriega, who has taken the task appealed against the the big machine the usapl and won his appeal and uh he was on the his for i mean smart guy went goes to mit he 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 was on the podcast talking about um you know the the document he sent in was so many pages of like evidence photoshop screen grabs and like written and like he was talking about the in-depth he went to appeal this powerlifting suspension. I was like, God damn, this guy takes it seriously. So off the top of my head now, you guys took it to a whole nother level when you're talking about actual lawyers. So I'm, I'm thinking lifters and handlers and you guys got like aces up your sleeve. Little do I know, I mean, whatever. I thought it was a good pick. I'm like, I'm really confident when we started this round, Robin. And then afterwards, I'm not as fucking confident, okay? <laughs> but I think you would have had Sean Noriega beat but still, good picks all round, gentlemen. Um, I got another one. Let's switch it up a little. Okay. We're talking about lawyers going to prison. Who do you think, if you're, if you're at a disco, is the coolest? How guy old are you? How old are you actually? Disco tech. <laughs> the club. Who's the coolest guy in the club? The powerlifting club. I'm going to go first. The IPF. Oh, now you want to go first. Before you're like, well, I got to go first. Now you want to, please go first. By all means. The coolest guy in the powerlifting club. Get it. I'm just going to say I've been to a couple banquets where I've seen Gino in action. It was out of country. It was Adam something shirt. to behold. It, some, of that footage, some of that footage is incriminating. All right. And, I've got and, some of that footage and it does not get shown in public no well you sir. also had your shirt off too rory but it's okay i have that footage too so gino knows how to rock a goddamn party and if you're gonna bring a guy to party with like just a party animal it doesn't have to be the cool guy necessarily but just if you want a party animal a guy to party with or a girl or excuse me pardon me a woman i'm taking gino he's the life of the party 
You could go, there, there could be five people and he makes it feel like 120, or there could be 120 people and he's going to stand out. That's who I think of when I think of Gino. Not bad. Arian, who you got? I know you got somebody good. I don't have anyone. I don't have anyone good. I mean, Gino is definitely a good one because you know he he definitely knows how knows how to party and drink. He's very sociable and he knows you know all kinds of music and different movies and stuff like that. He can bring up stories with people and everything like that and, and connect with them. And of course, he knows everyone. Everyone wants to take a picture with them and stuff like that. So Ryan already stole that. The other person I'm going to think of that's pretty good at parties is actually Donovan Thompson. And for those people who don't know, that's Jen Thompson's husband. And so he goes to all the banquets too, and he likes to party. He'll buy beers for everyone and tell everyone, oh no, stick around and stuff like that. And and him him and Jen will be dancing on the dance floor and stuff like that. So he would definitely be a good one to, you know, keep the party going. Like no one's leaving. I'm buying another round for everyone. Solid choice. That's the guy to have. Whoever's yeah, buying I mean, rounds. So there's one gentleman I met in Sweden for the first time that we ended up pretty much hanging with him every night for the rest of the time that we were there, uh, Rob Esselins from Belgium. And Rob knows everybody and everyone's his cousin or his sister or brother or, and literally we just, you know, had a blast going around and it doesn't matter, you know, what country people were from, whether it was, you know, Brazil or Ireland or, you know, Italy or whatever, it didn't matter. We were, you know, melding in and hanging out with these people together, me, Arian, and him, kind of, uh, we had a good time. We had a good time true, for sure. Yeah. True or false? Is, is Rob the nicest guy in the IPF? Like, holy smokes, is this guy a nice guy? He freaking, there's a lot yeah. of nice guys, though. He, I mean, if we're talking nicest guy awards, Eli Burks has got to be mentioned. Uh, Eli's a freaking phenomenally nice guy, too. But yeah. R- Rob messages Yeah, he's me. up there for sure. For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. he's top five nice guys. Yeah. Uh, nice guy. Yeah. For sure. What do you got, Rory? Uh, I'll always remember the uh, 2018 banquet in uh, Calgary, and it was it was terrible. Like the food was awful, and the music was was awful. And uh, Jackson Spencer uh, oh. managed to get like <laughs> uh, Jackson Spencer managed to get like 120 people to move from this like lame hotel banquet uh, to some like clubs. There was like kind of a sports bar and like kind of had western theme going on like it was a little little bit weird i managed to get like 120 people to move from like this banquet to like a like an after party and like managed to convince a whole bunch of staff in the bar who were like oh it's real quiet we're gonna go home managed to convince all these 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 staff to stay there longer and uh it ended up continuing like way later into the night so i'm gonna go with uh, jackson spencer and if you actually came to the parties in sweden you would have realized who did that there also uh had other things to do bill oh <laughs> this guy right bill, here actually- yeah, actually, Billy, you told me. Yeah, that's when I first met you, fellas. That's when I yeah. first met you, and you, and we started messaging in Sweden, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah, twenty so twenty nineteen in Sweden. Basically, it was the same thing, just a shit banquet, and we basically found this one local bar that we were going to all the time. We basically just told everybody. Me and Arian walked around. We're like, boom, 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 boom. We're all going there. We all kind of walked over there, and then that was kind of getting dead. So we basically walked to this one bar down the street that like, had music and a DJ and whatever. We're like. We're like, listen, I can get you 100 people right now if you want. They're like, yeah, go on, bring it over. So we kind of all moved it over there, turned into a dance party, and it ended up being a really, really good night for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. So, so who slid into whose DMs? Oh, good question. Good question. <laughs> Do we have to go back and look? Yeah, that's a good question. I <laughs> like that sure. one. I'm not sure. 
I don't know who did it first, but I can tell you it wasn't long before he revealed himself. And it was a little, a little, 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 little forward. But I might have, I might have instigated, so maybe I brought it on. I don't know. I could be a flirt myself. So I gave him all the right signals. I'm not putting it all on him. You a flirt? My, no, I never. <laughs> but uh, all right. One last one, fellas. One last one. Who is most likely to fix your computer for you? Oh, Arian. Actually, yeah. no. No, and no, I take it back. P Peter Spence, for sure. Dude, that's my pick. Peter Spence, <laughs> a thousand percent. Peter, Pete you married, if you're listening. Like, I love if I ever have, shops. If I ever have a computer question, I, I'm always messaging him like, dude, what's going on with this? Or what should I buy? Or this, that, the other thing, for sure. And it's probably all of our answers, to be honest with you. So. I I, I I bet you it might be unanimous whereas Peter Spence. <laughs> God bless him. He's a super nice guy. I love, uh, you know, ragging on him. He's a nerd, but he's really is. He's handy. The man is handy. The man knows what he's doing. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have lots of options, okay? Especially okay. in the college. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my go-to people would be one would be Scott Dobbins. He makes the DRL referee lights that they use at Worlds. He makes those himself and everything like that. Um, and he works for Apple now, so I'm sure he, he knows all the ins and outs of both Apple and PC. And the other guy would be Mike Zaolinski, who does all the scoring for our national meets. He does all the live roster. He's doing the hometown showdown rankings and all that kind of stuff. So he knows all the ins and outs of, like, you know, live streamed uh, computers and all that stuff. Man, I fixed my own damn computer. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the alpha answer right there. You're looking at him, fellas. <laughs> Fucking the young kid. That's right. I fixed my own computer. Well done. Well Meanwhile, done. I'm like, hey, hey, Rory, how, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> That's right. I'm going in the group chat and I'm asking Rory and I'm asking if Rory's asleep due to time change. I'm asking uh, our boy Peter. Listen, fellas, um, that pretty much wraps up our Christmas special 90 minutes. I wanted to have a little bit of fun at the end. Is there any kind of freaking parting shots we should give besides a thank you to everybody involved in powerlifting who gutted out not the greatest of years but thankful for everybody's efforts to keep this ball rolling i mean lord knows we didn't have a whole lot of competitions to get excited about but still and i wasn't sure how it how it would affect powerlifting in terms of numbers in terms of enthusiasm and um i, I could speak on king of lifts because i see the numbers grew every single week and never stopped it usually leading into a competition when everyone's hyped for us raw nationals not just for one weight class but every weight class is rolling i'm reposting so many of the sports biggest stars are leading into worlds or leading into um you know us current or if it's the untested or whatever and i see the numbers grow like crazy because everyone comes to king of lifts to see the highlights it's like going to espn i don't want to follow 150 lifters in us apl or all over the world for worlds Let's go to King. Let's get the highlights. And that's when we get the grab. And I didn't know what was. And, and then we have obviously the podcast and blah, 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 leading into these big events with none of those, none of those. I'm like, this could be like, do we shrink? Do we just plateau? Like we've talked about it in the group chat. We're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Saw nothing but progress. Um, so a thank you to everybody who listens uh, to the podcast, everyone who supports King of Lifts. And um, not to speak for you guys, but I'm sure it's coaches. You might have some thank yous with some people got it out with you too. I'll let you guys get it out there because this is the time, Christmas season, if you want to give some more personal ones out there. Yeah, just, I mean, just thanks. I mean, just, yeah, whatever. Hopefully powerlifting comes back, you know, to full, full-fledged next year. That would be 
the best gift anyone could ever give anybody. But I'm mm-hmm. um, just thankful that we're all healthy, all four of us, and you know, our my family, your families, and that we're all still still around kicking and yeah, just, just health, man. That's, that's really all this year's come down to just stay healthy, screw powerlifting, screw anything else. Just stay damn healthy, please. How about you, Rory? I'm grateful to you guys and uh, Sean and Peter in the group chat. Like it's been really good to have that sort of social touch point that I think probably would have been lacking without that. So thanks to all, all you guys. Dude, you know what? Yeah. Thank you. I got, I got a group chat with you fellas. I think we talk. Uh, with Sean Rory's uh, or, uh, Sean and uh, Peter as well, as you said. And I got a couple other ones with some of the fellas from like high school, some fellas I do jujitsu with. And like, holy smokes, before like in 2019, a couple of them were formulated and all right, I hop in there. But like in the lockdown, in the COVID lockdown, it becomes like a massive socialization tool when I'm used to going into the office for my day job and that's gone. And I don't see people... I, group chats has exploded. Everybody I hear talking on, on like podcasts I listen to or people I talk to is like, yeah, me and some of the fellas in the group chat or yeah, we were all like, it's it's a major, and maybe it's, it's obviously a sign of the times. I don't know if group chats will be as prominent if everyone goes back to their day-to-day life, driving to work, talking to people from work. You get, you're busy at work, so you can't be on your phone. You'll get in trouble. You get home, maybe, <laughs> all right. Easy, Rory. There's video here, sir. Um, but uh, uh, you know, you whatever. I'm sure we're like I'm. I'm gonna stay in group chats with you, fellas, and whatnot. But I don't know if it'll ever be quite like it is right now, where this is like an era, and this is like a very different circumstances than anybody's ever foreseen in group chats, man. You know, I said earlier about mock meets. I've never been more grateful for a freaking mock meet. Never been more grateful for social media, man, and group chats and whatnot. I know people say rag on social media, but like I talk to you guys daily. I got friends from high school. I didn't talk to nearly as much because you're like, I'll see you when I see you. We'll see, t- see each other when we get together. When getting together is not an option, you hop in a group chat and then all of a fucking sudden, we're talking every day now. We've never been closer, which is kind of weird um, given the circumstances. So yeah, good good pick on the group chats. Aaron, what you got? Same thing. I mean, I'm glad we're all healthy. Uh, none of us has tested positive because, I mean, we've all heard stories from uh, friends and even like, you know, family or even powerlifters of different different levels of people that have tested positive, whether, you know, they just like felt bad for a few days versus people that had to like go to hospital, ICU. Uh, we heard of a powerlifter early on in New Jersey that passed away and everything like that. So uh, it, it's seriously affecting everyone. And you hear all the stories when you do have all the friends, you can talk to everyone around the world. So it's just good that we're, we're all we're all healthy and we can all hang out and do this. When you said tested positive, I thought you meant something else really quick about yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> we we started off with the cheats. Top for PEDs, you know, so it's good. Yeah, yeah good year exactly. all around, guys. Good job. Got, got to be careful when you're throwing that around <laughs> in the powerlifting IPF episode. <laughs> it's a little different than the other episode I had. Hmm. All right, fellas. Well, thank you for doing the Christmas special, the holiday special. Um, obviously, stay on board. Everybody listening, give, subscribe, give us high ratings. All of these gentlemen, if I'm not lying, are coaches. Rory, you're, you, do you take coaching as well? You poach mostly, though? Mostly Bill's clients, right? Mostly poaching. Any Bill's, Bill's clients clients. listening, um, approach, Rory's got a discount code for Bill's clients. Is that not right? You wanted to talk to me about? Okay, Rory 10. Oh, Bill, Bill 25. Bill 10. Bill 25. <laughs> Whoa, 25. Bill 25 if you're one of Bill's clients. Um, but if you guys want coaches, hit these fellas up. Um, all obviously they're going to be posted on the King of List poster I make for this episode. So 
slide into their DM, so to speak, get the ball rolling. Uh, they're top of the world, top of the class. And until next time, six pack lap at signing off.